You guys ready for the word today? All right. You know, it was kind of an interesting situation approaching what I was going to talk about today. God began to really stir something up in me uh, last week to sort of focus in on an aspect of the message that he put on my heart a couple weeks ago and to really like expand on that. And if you were here two weeks ago, I spoke a message. It was called Bearing the Load. And one of the things that I shared is a revelation that God gave me a few years ago that has really helped me tremendously in just being able to walk out the amazing plans that God has for me to be able to actually uh, support and carry the weight of what those supernatural plans and purposes bring uh, along with them. And I talked about... The, the scripture in Nehemiah 8.10, where it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And what God showed me is that the strength, the supernatural kind of strength that comes from him to be able to support all of the demands and the weights of the supernatural purposes that God has for us, it comes to me not by my own strength or my own doing, but it's supplied to me by God himself. And so the joy of the Lord being uh, in Psalm 16, 11, it says, in your presence is fullness of joy. So these two scriptures, when you see them together, you begin to get this understanding that as I'm close with God, as I'm intimate with God, as I spend more and more time in his presence and with him, then I begin to experience this fullness of joy that the Bible talks about that transcends into all the different areas of my life. I, I feel that joy in my relationships, in my career, in everything that I do. And in his presence with that fullness of joy is where the strength flows to be able to support the demands of this awesome plan that God has for me because we know that there's a lot of things that pull on us and weigh on us in the course of walking out our lives. And if we try to be the strength and we try to support that on our own, that we eventually will get drained and we'll fall short. And so we have to rely on the supernatural strength of God. And so I was talking with uh, Katie after that message. We were just kind of conversing about you know, being in God's presence and spending time with him and how awesome that is and how important it is. And, you know, she was just sharing with me how sometimes she sort of struggles because we get so busy. You know, we've got four kids. We've got a fifth one coming. And, of course, as you can imagine, our house is it's not like it's quiet very much of the time. And there's these opportunities to just sit there and read your Bible and study. I mean, there's a lot of thing happening. And so she was sharing with me how sometimes she struggles because she feels like she's not spending enough time with God or she's not able to be in his presence enough in light of what we talked about. We're being in his presence is what continues to help us have this joy and provide the strength that we need in our life. And it really hit me when she started sharing that with me, I began to realize that, you know, this is something I think God wants to, to get through and to have me talk about is what it means to be in God's presence, what it means to spend time with him, what it means to soak with him, to be able to receive the joy and this strength that comes along with it. You know, as long as I have been a part of Life Church. Pastor Rick has contended for the presence of God. He's inspired me to search for God's presence in my life. I mean, it's something that we hear about all the time if we're a part of this body. And so I felt like, you know, 
going deeper into how, how do I find ways to spend time with God, to be in his presence? How do I you know, begin to put myself in that place so that I can receive the things that come out of that that I so desperately need? And that's what I want to talk about today. And so I'll begin with a question to each of us to ask ourselves is, what is our perception of what spending time with God or being in his presence looks like? When we think about doing that, what kind of a picture do we have in our mind? What do we see ourselves doing or how does that look? What do we equate to actually being in God's presence and spending time with him? I'm sure for a lot of us, being here in a church service, engaged in worship, feeling the presence of God, all of that is most definitely one of the first things that come to mind. Probably being in a prayer closet or being in a quiet room, reading your Bible, studying, being in intimate prayer with God, those are probably definitely things that come to mind. But my goal today is hopefully to try to open something up for all of us that will be a catalyst, this message, a catalyst for us to find so many more ways and opportunities that are there in front of us in our life to spend so much more time in the presence of God and soaking with him and receiving the wonderful, amazing things, the strength and the joy that come out of a result of being in his presence. Amen. So I want to pray because I need help with this one big time. I need, we need God to help open this up for us in a, in a way that's fresh, that'll get through to all of us in our hearts that we can begin to move forward and, and be more effective in the way we connect with and spend time with our Father God. Amen? All right, if you'll pray with me. Father, we just come to you today uh, asking you for some supernatural impartation. We're asking you for revelation, wisdom from heaven. Father, speak to us in our hearts, our minds, and begin to equip us for how we can be more consistent and effective in the moments and the times that we get to spend and share with you. We ask you to come and be with us today and reveal these things to us as they are the burden and the cries of our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So the title of my message uh, is it's The Depths of Fellowship. The Depths of Fellowship. And I'm going to talk a little bit about, kind of parallel, the idea of our earthly relationships with our relationship with our Father God. Uh, you know, when you think about your relationships here on earth, you think about your wife or your husband, your kids, your family members, your close friends, there are a lot of ways that we connect with each other in our relationships. There are a lot of different types of settings and environments that we find ourselves in together, sharing life together, being with each other, and connecting with one another. Most certainly, there are those undivided moments of time. And these are obviously the most important things to really growing a relationship. You know, my wife and I, we have to have points and times where we come together and it's just her and I, where we can focus on each other and there's no other distractions. It's undivided attention that we're able to give to each other, to talk, to learn about each other, to share things with one another. And it helps us to grow and advance our relationship forward to where we're more and more connected and there's more intimacy in our relationship. But, and I would say that this is, 
to me, this is a lot like those moments where I'm able to really dive into the word of God and read my Bible and study and pray. And it's me and God and it's quiet. And I can just really enjoy those opportunities and those times. And I get so much from that. No doubt. I get so much from that. But if the only opportunity that I ever had to spend with my wife and to connect with her were in these undivided moments, then I would be missing so much of what is before me and in front of me to share with her throughout the course of my life. There are a lot of ways we get to spend time with people and with the relationships that are dear to us. There's group events. You know, we come together and we're here in church with a bunch of people, but we're still together and we still talk and interact and then we interact with other people. There's group settings and environments where we're able to spend time with people. There are fun activities that we get to do. There's also work. Sometimes we We'll be working around the house and doing chores and, you know, we're, but we're still together in what we're doing, but it's not completely undivided type of attention and time together. There's times when we eat and have meals together. And there's obviously those times when we're with our family and with our kids and we're all there and we're sort of devoting our time and our attention to different things all at the same time. And so what I'm getting at is that we're not limited in the way that we can be together and build our relationships simply by undivided moments of attention. We are given this wonderful blessing of life that comes, that what comes along with it are all these different facets and components of how we walk it out, where we get to be with people and have relationships along the way and still connect and grow and advance those relationships forward to where we find more and more intimacy with each other and one another on a continuous basis. And if we were limiting ourselves to strictly those undivided moments of time with one another to find that, then how hard would it be to advance that relationship forward at the pace in the way that we need to? And so I would say that I believe our relationship with God is much in the same. There is absolutely, and I've, I've put this over the whole message today, that there is absolutely a, a major importance on reading your Bible and studying the Word of God and being alone with God and all of those things. But there is a vast amount of opportunity to connect and spend time with and engage with our Heavenly Father along the course of life that's beyond just those moments that we fight for, that we try to get throughout our days as we go along. In Exodus chapter 33, verse 11, talking about Moses, and God comes and meets Mo Moses in the tent. This was obviously in, during the Exodus period from Egypt. And it says, the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And so God wants to have this friendship, this relationship, this intimate type of interaction with us that is beyond just these times and these moments where we can study our Bible and read the Word of God, but He wants to be connected with us and interacting with us like a friend in all the different facets of our life as we move along. He created us to live purposeful lives and to be relational beings. He didn't 
I mean, you think about it. God created us that way. We have all these relationships. We have these, these purposes to walk out, these things that God would have us to do to reach other people in the world. He didn't create us and set us up to where we spend all of our time in this moment of not focusing on anything except just studying or reading the word or something like that. He created us to live out these lives, but at the same time, we have the opportunity as we go about that to be with him and connect with him through all the while as we go forth. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ for you. So pray without ceasing. It's, it's what he's trying to get at, I believe, is it's like this continuous leaning in the direction of God, looking towards him, honoring him in a way of adoration. The idea of prayer is basically any kind of communication or connection that we have with the Father. And so it's basically when he says without ceasing, he's saying that we've always got ourselves bent in a position of looking towards a connection with God and spending time with him and finding him in the midst of all the different parts of our life that we get to live out. And there's never a point or a moment where that behavior or that bent leaning in the direction of begins to cease that that's always a continuous thing that we will uh, ever be in the process of doing it's kind of like I would say for example if I said to you you can never lose hope never give up you got to give up hope you've got to always have hope well, you're always bent in the direction of hope. It's always a part of your posture. It's a part of how you see things and view things. It's not like you have to focus on, I have hope, I have hope on a continuous basis, right? You're just always leaning in the direction of that and praying without ceasing, connecting with God, being in relationship with him is just like that, how the scripture in Thessalonians says. We're always bent and leaning in the direction of wanting to connect with and be with him and find the intimacy and the fellowship that goes along with all the different parts of our lives. See, we come to know people best in our relationships by being with them and by spending time with them. It's not enough to learn about someone, right? You have to be with them. You have to begin to know them. For example, let's say that I was never around my wife and kids. And my kids didn't spend much time with me at all. And I would talk to Katie, I'd talk to my wife on the phone, I'd say, how are the kids doing? What are they doing today? What are they involved in? I could learn and know all of these things about them. But whenever I come to actually interact with them, they, that doesn't mean I know them. It doesn't mean I'm intimate with them. And so in order to grow a relationship forward and advance it and to find deeper levels of intimacy, it cannot be done, so far as I can see, without investing the time together and being with one another. And so we could learn about God all we want, but if we're not with him and spending more time with him and connecting with him, then the level of intimacy and the relationship and the closeness of that will not continue 
to advance. It's not enough to just learn about someone. You have to be with them and you have to invest that time with them. And as you do that, amazing things begin to happen. You begin to see sides of them and parts of them that you weren't necessarily looking for, but revealed themselves to you. You know, as I'm with people where maybe we're working together on a project or we're having fun or we're eating, the spontaneity of life begins to introduce itself. And I see reactions that people have to things. And I think, wow, that's cool. I didn't know they thought that. I didn't know they had their, that opinion about that. Now, I would have never asked that question to begin with, but it revealed itself in the process of being together and sharing time together. And so I also begin to learn and develop enough of an intimacy and an understanding about those that I'm so close with that I could even start to get this, almost predict the way they would react and respond in certain situations. And so as we begin to look for the wisdom of God in our life and how we would live things out and make decisions, we're so close with our Father as a result of spending time with Him in all these different environments of life that when we see a situation, we could say, oh, I, I know how God would have me to do that. I know the nature of God. I know what he would, how He would want me to respond in this situation. And so wisdom can begin to reveal itself and travel through uh, in the intimate relationships and the time that we spend together and we see how to respond and do things in our lives as God would have us to do. Many, many revelations and things uh, come to us in moments where we're not necessarily directly looking for them, but as a result of just being with God. Does that make sense? Where I'm just with him, I'm spending time with him, and all of a sudden something comes up that I see that God shows me. I wasn't looking for that, but now I see it, and I'm changed as a result of it. It can help me in my walk forward. Just the same as if we're spending time together hanging out, and I learned something about you because you reacted to a situation or you shared an opinion about something that I didn't intentionally ask you to begin with, but it revealed itself as a simple result of being together and spending time with each other. Does that make sense? And as we begin to grow in our relationships with one another and we spend more time together, we start to think about those people more and more often. We start to think about having them involved in the intimate moments of our life. The closer we get, the more we grow in our relationship with people, the more we want to share those intimate and important things that are happening in us and in our life with those people. And God is just the same. He wants to be involved in all of the little details and intimate moments of our lives and the things that happen. The Bible says that he is the friend that sticks closer than a brother in Proverbs 18. He's always there by our side and with us. And if if what the Bible says in Luke 12, verse 7, where he has the hairs numbered on our head is true, then how much more would he not? If he numbers the hairs on our head and he preordained a supernatural plan for us before we were ever even conceived in the womb, how much more if he went to all of those efforts would he not want to be involved and in the midst and a part of all of the different situations and facets of our life that we get to walk in and live through? 
And so I believe that one of the keys for us is to just begin to open up our view and see that there is all of this opportunity in front of us to be able to spend time with and connect with God. You know, I would say that I don't think there's probably a 20 or a 30 minute stretch in any given day where at some point I don't think about, God, what do you, I wonder what you think about that. Where there's not a connection that's being made. I may be in a meeting talking to somebody and they may be sharing something and I want to have a response. And I find myself saying, oh God, I need your wisdom on that one. How would you have me to respond? I may be driving down the highway and I see an accident and I think, Father, I just pray that you protect those people and that you watch over them. And while I'm on that, God, protect my wife and kids, wherever they are today. Protect my friends and my family. Lord, thank you for being our protector. There's all of these opportunities for intimacy and connection and relationship and fellowship that we get to share with God. And if we're only reserving ourselves and limiting ourselves to those moments that we can capture where we can get alone and by ourselves to maybe pray or read the word, and that are, those are the only uh, settings that we really view as connecting and fellowshipping and spending time with him, how much are we losing How much are we losing? How much of the opportunities to advance that relationship and grow closer and develop more intimacy, hence to bring in that joy and that strength that we need as a result of it in our lives, how much of that do we begin to miss? See, I believe in just checking in regularly with God. It's those little 30-second and one-minute points in our day where we think of him and we acknowledge him and we ask him his opinion on something or we just think about him and he reveals something to us. When you add those up over the course of a day and a week and a month, how much more have you advanced this relationship and this closeness and this intimacy when the one who is worthy above all of a close relationship and intimacy with us? If we capture those little moments in time and those points throughout our whole days to be able to connect with and spend time with him. You know, thinking about back to my relationship with my wife, you know, I, I leave in the mornings and I go to work. If it was just those little bits of time where it was just her and I talking with one another that I saw as opportunities for intimacy and connection and fellowship and I wasn't looking for getting to know her and getting closer to her in all these other ways, how much harder would it be to, to grow that relationship forward? But yet what I do is we find ourselves throughout the whole day thinking about one another, we'll communicate with each other, Take a look at your phone for a second. If you've got your phone and you communicate with your husband or your wife, look at the text thread, okay, right? The history of the text. Is it once a day in the morning or is it, you know, maybe once every couple of days that there's any sort of communication or uh, openness between the two of you? No. What you'll see, if I look at my text, I'll see, you know, at 9 o'clock, hey, babe, love you, praying for you today. About 10, 15, here comes a picture over of the kids. Hey, look at what they did today. About 12, 15, hey, I think I might be home uh, around five o'clock for dinner. What are you making today? So what I'm getting at is there's these multiple segments, just consistent interaction back and forth that are just the basic parts of our life, but we're living them together and we're sharing them and we're connecting more deeply as we move along. 
And if we weren't doing that, we'd be missing all of these opportunities. And God's no different. You go through so many things throughout the course of a day. And I can just picture God standing back saying, Oh, how bad I want to be in that part of the, your life. Oh, how much I'd love to have you just ask me to show you something that I could show you about that to open your eyes to what you don't see throughout all the different parts of our life. And God is just there waiting and ready. He's available for conversation every minute of every day. See, our earthly relationships, they're limited because obviously we can't connect the way that God can with us. You know, if, if you were to call me or to text me, I might be in the middle of something. I might have to get back to you or, you know, I might be distracted by some other things. So I'll give you what I can at that time. But God is never on the other line. God is never distracted or preoccupied with something else. He is omnipresent. So he has the ability to be everywhere at the same time, but it's as if he's only there with you. And when you connect with him and you spend time with him and you reach for him, it's as if you're the only person in the earth. That's the way he can pour into you and transfer to you. He is never distracted or preoccupied with anything else as we are. And that's the opportunity that we get to have every second of every day. It's not God that needs to draw near to us. It's us that need to continue to turn to him and recognize the multitude of opportunities, limitless opportunities to be able to grow and build that relationship and advance that intimacy forward with him and then receive all the blessings and benefits that come as a result of that, the, the fullness of joy and the strength for the purposes in our lives. And as we do that, there is a draw and a pull and a yearning to continue to return back more and more and more. Think about the relationships that bring you the most joy and the happiness. Think about close friends when you first met and you were getting to know one another. Or think about your husband or your wife when you first started falling in love. The relationships that bring you the most joy and the happiness and fulfillment, you're drawn back to more and more and more. And you just can't help but want to spend more time together to think about that person, to connect with them, to be around them. Here's a great test to tell if you're really connecting and spending time with Father God and being intimate with him, is that the level of desire you have to do that will continue to grow and grow and grow and consume you. Because what you receive from being in fellowship and relationship with him is so amazing and beyond our anything we can imagine that we cannot help but be drawn back to it more and more and more. You know, it's just like the result of like David. There was this holy dissatisfaction from any time apart from God or being disconnected from God. His spirit just constantly yearned to be in God's presence, to connect with him. Psalm 63 Chapter 63, verse 1 says, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. See, we don't hear this and, and understand this kind of intimacy and say, Oh my gosh, that's what I want. I've got to try to get that. I've got to try to create that and have that happen. 
that can't be done. It's just a byproduct of being with him so much that it grows the desire in us to want to, where there's this yearning and pulling us back more and more and more to be in more fellowship and spend more time with him. We don't set out to do that. We set out to just be with him. And as a result of that time with him, the desire and the yearning just continues to build and grow and increase. And so we can really tell if we're spending that kind of time and not just learning about God, but actually knowing him and being with him because the desire in us to continue to bring ourselves back to those points where we are connecting like that will grow and build and build within us as it did with King David. Just as the question I asked in the beginning, how do we view the times that we connect and spend time with God? What is our picture of that? And so I hope maybe that that's opened up a little bit for us today, that there are as many opportunities for that as what we can discover and identify throughout the course of our day, that it's there to be seized at any point in any time it's not up to God to come to us and give it to us whenever he chooses. It's in our hands to turn to him and, and to just begin to connect with him like that and seek him and, and find those times of fellowship and closeness. And that's, you know, really what the burden, I guess, of, of, for my heart is in this whole message and just going forward as a people is for us to really see that we can grow our relationship with God and become more intimate and more close and receive all the strength and joy that we need in our lives for the divine purposes he has for us, that we can do that so much, so, so many more times than maybe what we even think about as we go forward throughout our days and our lives. And that those intimate moments, those quiet points in time where we can really just undividedly focus on God are critical and necessary. And we have to have those. We absolutely do. But if we limit ourselves in our time with God and our connection with him and our fellowship with him to only those moments, then we are limiting the rate and the pace at which we can grow closer and more intimate with God in our relationship with him on an ongoing basis. See, God is never limited by our busyness. He's not limited to be able to spend time with us or connect with us or, or share his presence with us because of anything that he's got going on or that we have too many things going on for God to do that. That really comes back on us to be able to make the connection to see the opportunities in front of us and open ourselves up to be able to spend time with him and just share our life with him as we move forward. And as you spend time with people, I think everybody would agree with this, the more time you spend with people, the more you find them rubbing off on you. The, you know, and this can be for the good or for the bad, right? But the more you're around people, the more you start to pick up qualities that they have, the more they start to rub off on you. That's why the, the Bible says in Proverbs that iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We should spend time with our Christian brothers and sisters because they rub off on us and sharpen us in a positive way. But we can't seek the counsel of fools because if we spend time with the wrong people, then it rubs us in the wrong way. Well, ultimately... God is the, is the major priority of the, the 
people, the person that we want to be with the most and have rubbing off on us to be able to change us and affect us more and more into his likeness. In Romans 12, chapter, uh, chapter 12, verse 2, the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And see, trans, that word in the Greek that's used to describe transform is actually where we get the English word metamorphosis. Interesting. That's a continual changing process that is just always in motion. And so as we spend time with God and in his presence and all of these opportunities that we have available to us, ultimately what happens is he is transforming us and rubbing off on us all the time and, and completely re, uh, moving us more and more into who he wants us to be, more and more like him and like his son Jesus as we progress forward in this earthly life. And one of the greatest things that I get out of that, that I see, is I know I could spend time with him to transform me and to, and to grow me and to give me the things that I need. I, I see that the transformation is God's work, not mine. That I don't have to say, okay, I gotta transform myself, I gotta do all these things to make myself who I need to be. No, we are incapable of transforming ourselves. It's the Holy Spirit and it's God that does the transforming and that provides and does those things for us that we need. But what I can do and I can control is putting myself in those environments, in those settings that I'm going through in my life where I can share them more and more with him, where I can find those moments that I'm living out day in, day out already, and I can bring God into that and share it with him and hear from him and see things that he would have me to see if I'll open my eyes and I'll begin to intentionally uh, want to be more, to be closer and closer with him throughout my days. think at this point, I just want to close this off and I just, I just want to pray. And I hope, you know, that this has stirred something up in your heart. I hope that this has opened up a view uh, that has broadened in how we can be in God's presence and how we can fellowship with him, how we can seek him out and how there's so much more available to us than maybe what we see on a daily basis. And God is just waiting for us to recognize those moments and to begin to connect and share them with him. He's our father. He wants to be involved in every aspect of our life. No different than we do for our kids and our family and our loved ones. We begin to yearn more and more for their presence. Being away from them is, is harder and harder. It's increasingly difficult every moment that we're away. And we find ourselves wanting to come back into the place where we get to be together and share life together. And God feels that beyond what we could even imagine for us. Amen.